Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Forgiving and forgetting are acts of our will. Not a feeling, may involve feeling, but it's a decision. We are never freed by an emotional or mental decision, but by obeying the truth. It's a spiritual thing that happens. These last few weeks, many people have written to me and experienced real freedom. And some of the things they've been saying to me are like this Pastor Mark, why did it take me so long? As unpleasant as it might be, the truth is that much of our unhappiness is because we have made a decision to be unhappy. Choosing to hang on to hurts done to us, to refuse to forgive those who've wronged us, results in our remaining unhappy and becoming bitter. As Pastor Mark shares the story of Joseph and teaches about his ability to forgive those who did him wrong and, with God's help, to forget the pain of those events, we need to internalize the lessons from this story. God is waiting to give us the peace we long for and the rest in our soul. But we've got to learn to forgive and forget. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapters 42 through 45 with part two of his message, Real Freedom. said in John 17, before he left the earth, he said to his disciples, this word is truth. In fact, the Bible says it's a hundred percent truth. The next word was free. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Most of us can quote this verse like crazy, but we're not free. What does free mean? Free from restraints, set free, delivered. You see, the truth of God's word will set us free from any bondage, any stronghold, any wrong thinking, any habit, any attitude, any lifestyle against God's will. God's truth brings freedom because we can now discern Satan's lies. Notice, this is very important for you. In yesterday's paper, I was discouraged. On the religious section, and I'm not talking against the church, so don't get me wrong. We don't talk against churches here. But there was this big article. There's this big article about a church who had damaged, had some damage in the storm, and, and they're joined with another church. The church is allowing them to use their building, which is a very good thing. And then as you read in the article, you go to the second page, In this church, which will rename nameless, by the way, I wouldn't even call it a church, but many people are confused in it. There was a picture of their minister or leader, whoever she was, teaching in the church. 
She was teaching from a book by Mark Twain. Now, let me tell you, Mark Twain has some great quotes, but Mark Twain was not free. Now, understand what I just said. The scripture says, if you know the truth, listen to me, the truth will set you what? Free. Free. Any chance of those people who are being taught Mark Twain to be free? No. Did you see the pictures of the kids, the students, the almost 3,000 students? What did they have on their laps? The Bibles. They're being set free. That doesn't excite you, does it? It excites me. Because that means the next generation taking over for us old fuddy-duddies here is going to be one that love God and can teach the Word of God. Amen. That's incredibly powerful. And prayerfully this morning that some of your kids, they can be free. Free from this world. Hmm. Look at verse 36. Here's a huge principle. So if the son, circle that, if the son, sets you free, you would be free indeed. What a lot of people say about that. Well, the first thing you ought to see from that is this. Let's read it the other way. If the son who is Jesus doesn't set you free, you're not what? Free. We cannot free ourselves. So out of these verses, here's the first thing you want to write. Real freedom starts with a personal relationship with Jesus. Jesus himself said it. Back in verse 31, he says to the Jews who believed him. In verse 36, he says, if the son sets you free, what does that simply mean to all of us? It just means this. Any person who becomes a true believer, a follower of Jesus, can be freed from their past, their sin, from their guilt, from their fear of death, from the bondage of sin, and they can enjoy a life for God, uh, enjoy every day. They'll be able to reach their potential for God because they're free. But understand this this morning. Some of you are here, and you're good people, and you're religious, and you come, and you're in church, but you've never done this in your life, and it doesn't have to be by kneeling, but you've never chosen To ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. See, there has to be a time when you, in your mind, know that you said to God this, I'm a sinner, please come into my heart. I want to be a follower of you. Ask yourself this morning, have you ever done that? Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? If you haven't, going to church, taking communion, being a good person, Trying to keep the Ten Commandments. Giving to the Tsunami Fund. All of those things are wonderful. But listen to me. Unless the sun sets you free, you can't be free. You'll never be free of your sins. You'll never be free of your guilt. You'll never ever be free of the penalty of sin, which is death. And death results in hell. That's the confusion. So the, the very first thing, real freedom in your life, has to start... At the cross, where Jesus purchased our freedom. Now, some of you are going to say, what do you mean freed from my sin? I'm a good person. Well, actually, in verse 33 or so, the Jewish people said this. You don't need to read it. Look look at me. When Jesus said this, the Jewish people said, what do you mean freed from what? 
And these are the Jewish people who didn't believe in Jesus. They said, as the Jewish people, we have great history. Abraham's our father. We've never been in bondage. Duh. What do you think the Exodus was? 400 years of bondage. What do you think the 70 years in captivity was? Bondage. I mean, the Jewish people have been in bondage their whole life. Look what Jesus says. I think it's very important because sometimes we like to make excuses to him. Look what he says in verse 34. Jesus replied, I tell you, oh, here's this word again, the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Well, who is everyone that sins? Uh, Everyone. You were born in sin. So was I. So you can't sit out there and say this morning, I don't need to be born again. I don't need to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Use whatever term you want. I don't need to be a Christian. I never sin. Yes, you have. This word doesn't lie, and it says all have sinned and fallen short. So this morning, we're going to give some of you an opportunity at the end of the service to say, wow, I'd like to get rid of this guilt. I'd like to start following Jesus Christ. I never did it. And you'll be so free because that's where freedom starts. Second, real freedom expands by knowing the truth of God's word. You see, when you and I become Christians... We become baby Christians. Now, that's hard for some of you to understand. But this morning, you might be 47 and accept the Lord today. Good. We've had people, lots of people in the other two services accept the Lord. Well, you start at the baby stage. And you have to learn scripture over and over and again. So real freedom expands by knowing the truth of God's word. The more I know the Bible, the more I'm taught the principles... The more, do you realize how fortunate you are to be in a place where God's word is taught? Not not me, in a place where God's word is taught. Most of you don't know this because you weren't here when we built this, but before this stage was built, we had a big hole dug here, right down into the dirt. It goes way down into the dirt. And in a metal box that will be there until Jesus comes, I put one of my old Bibles that my dad gave me. And every time I stand here, I'm standing on the truth of the word of God. Now, I might read you a joke from Mark Twain, but that's all it is, is a joke. (laughs) Here's the danger. You're going to say in a moment, to abide, to stay in, to make it part of my life. January is a month in the United States where lots of people come back to church again because they make a new start. That's good. We're glad you've come. But if... If you stop coming on a regular basis, if you stop being taught the word of God and you just hit and miss church, you're not in the word of God, you're not really into it, I'll tell you right now where you be in March. Not free. No chance. Never enjoying life. Not understanding. Your mind is going to be squeezed into the way the world thinks because instead of reading this, You and I are going to be watching TV. We're going to be reading news. We're going to be listening to people. And most of those people are used by Satan to squeeze us into how the world thinks. I have to take this to counterbalance that lie day in and day out. So let me just challenge you. It's not about this church. We don't have membership. We don't put a star up here every time you come, every sign in, you know, whatever. But unless you stay in the word of God, you will never stay free. See, it's a process. It's a process of over and over again happening. Now, 
Some interesting things happen to me. You see, as I think, I will be, and then I will act. Here's the exciting thing for me. I was coming back from Orlando on uh, Friday, and I was over in a section of Orlando where it's uh, still farms. And I was driving down this road, taking the shortcut to uh, come over here to 192 and come back. Well, I'm driving along and just listening to a tape or music. I don't know what I was doing. And I look out to my right, and I couldn't believe because I'd never seen it before. All these cows were in this field. Some of them with, the, you know, the old horns or whatever. They're jogging. <laughs> Is there a guy at the end with a timer? What, what's, I couldn't believe it. They're, they're just jogging. They're jogging like crazy. I thought, I don't believe this. And I look, every one of them is jogging. While I'm driving and I come to the end of the field. And then I slow down. I'm going to find out what's happening. <laughs> Cow Olympics or something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and I watch this man. And he's opening this gate. And behind this man is his truck. On his truck... Three big bales of hay. What were the cows jogging for? Time to what? Eat. Now listen. Here's what happens three times on a weekend here on a Wednesday night. Out of this parking lot, people are jogging into the church. (laughs) Why are you jogging in? Because you're getting fed here. Do you understand? Yeah. It's not like this when you were raised. I gotta go to church again today. I gotta go to church again today. No, you're excited to be here because God's here. Hallelujah. He's changing our hearts together. Some of you say, well, the balcony will never be filled. You just made this place too big. No, God made it plenty big. It already was filled this weekend. By the way, it's going to be filled. Because people are hungry for the truth. When they see you jogging, people are going to drive by. The, what is that parking lot? It's jammed. What are they giving stuff away there or what? Yeah, we are. Salvation is free. Hallelujah. Now, on the left-hand side is stuff that Satan lies to us. On the right-hand side is the truth. Let's go through them quickly. Number one, when God calls you to do something, immediately Satan will come to you and say, It's impossible. God says in Luke 8, 27, I'm not going through all the verses this morning because it's time. All things are possible. Second, I'm too tired. You know, after I do three services, Saturday night, I used to do four. Now, I'm tired after this service, but I'm not tired. In fact, if you fill it up again, I'll teach again. Now, you don't understand this, and I don't say this because I love doing what I do. One hour of teaching, what I do, is equal to eight hours of manual labor. So I'm going to the elders next week and ask for double time. No, I'm not. Because God's benefits, you've heard it, are out of this world. Hallelujah. Next, somebody, God says to you, you need to do this. I'm not able. God says, I'm able. I'm able. What's the problem? Next, well, I'm not adequate. I don't have the skills. I'm just not adequate. God says, you are adequate. You are gifted. Next. I can't manage. I can't bring the, I mean, there's not enough, enough money. I don't have the thing. And God says, wait a minute. I'll supply 32% of your needs. You work for the rest. No, all of them. Here's a big one. I'm not smart enough. Amen. <laughs> but when I'm not smart enough, God says, 
I'll give you wisdom. Next. Pastor Mark, I'm not like you. I don't have enough faith. That's a lie from Satan. Because the scripture says God has given every single one of us a measure of faith. Next. Nobody loves me. I come here and nobody knows my name. Nobody loves me. Let me tell you this morning. If nobody ever loves you, God loves you. And I'll take that one every day. Next. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I just can't do it, God. Yes, you can do it. You can do all things through him. He lives in you. Understand, that's the mind game. You say, Pastor Mike, this is psychology. No, it's the truth of God's word. Well, I can't come regular to church because I do this. That's why we have a Saturday night service. Well, I work Saturday. That's why I have two Sunday services. Well, I can't do that. That's why we have a Wednesday service. That's why you're on the internet, some of you now. And remember, last week we ran out of internet. We have 50 people online at the same time. We ran out of, we can't have any more on the internet. So over the next three weeks, we're going to triple our internet. So we'll have 150 people can watch. Those of you that are watching, I hope you enjoy the service. Those of you that aren't, sorry you can't hear me anyway. All right. (laughs) See, there's no excuse. When I know that God guides where he provides... Then I have to realize that all the fears, all the negativity, all the stuff is nothing but a lie from Satan. Number three, real freedom is experienced and enjoyed by obeying the truth. Knowing the truth is not enough. For those of you that are Christians, many of those verses that I put up, you can quote them. But you don't believe them for you. You see, Jesus said, if you know the truth, if you'll experience it, if you'll allow it to soak into your mind, you absorb it, you stay in it. That's why we teach most of the time, other than a few series, we teach through the word of God. Wednesday nights, the book of Isaiah is incredible. Do you understand? You have to experience it, and you have to obey it. Then you can enjoy your walk with God. You have to experience that. So many of you, you're not living in the freedom because you're afraid. You know the truth, but you're afraid to take that step of faith. And thus, you're not free to enjoy life. Here's a key. Forgiving and forgetting are acts of our will. It's not a feeling. May involve feeling, but it's a decision. We are never freed by an emotional or mental decision, but by obeying the truth. It's a spiritual thing that happens. These last few weeks, many people have written to me and experienced real freedom. And some of the things they've been saying to me are like this. Pastor Mark, why did it take me so long? I wish somebody would have told me these simple truths that were here in God's word years ago and I'd have been free. In fact, Cheryl said to me when she came into the office on Wednesday for me to hear her what she was going to share and whatever, she said this, I wish years ago, after my husband was murdered, somebody would have taught me what you've taught the last three weeks. I'd have been free way quicker. Guys, do you understand what you're getting in this series? You're getting principles that will change your life forever. Will I have to practice them next week? Yes. Because we're real people. We hurt. We hurt other people. 
So understand it's an act of my will. It's not an emotional deal. Forgiving and forgetting are continual past, present, and future. Because many people don't know the truth of the Bible, they can't live in freedom. They can't. It's wonderful to know that God gives us that freedom. We can just trust our life to him. Now turn with me to Genesis chapter 41. We've been taking these truths and applying them in the life of Joseph. Let me give you a little summary. Remember Joseph was a Jew, lived in Israel, 17 years old. His father Jacob had 11 other sons. They became jealous of Joseph and put him in a pit, abandoned him, and then sold him as a slave to Egypt at the age of 17. He's filled with hurt and rejection. They go back and tell their father that Joseph died. Joseph arrives in this foreign pagan land. He's immediately given to Potiphar, one of the guys that kind of rules the land under Pharaoh. Potiphar raises him up. Joseph's doing great. Potiphar's wife tries to get him into bed over and over and again. Joseph does the right thing, refuses to go to bed. She lies to Potiphar. He tried to rape me. Joseph is thrown into prison, second hurt, forgotten and abandoned. In prison, all of a sudden he comes across, by the way, he rises up again. He's doing well in prison. He's a leader in prison. They see his management skills. But Joseph, as he goes through this, he, well, two of the Pharaoh's head people, the bread man and the, the wine taster, they're thrown into prison. They have a dream. Joseph explains the dream. And he says to the cupbearer, Pharaoh's going to call you and you're going to be freed. And when you're freed and you're in his service again, please remember me. I'm here and I shouldn't be in this prison. Well, we discover that the cupbearer is free, goes back to Pharaoh, but he forgets Joseph. So here's the hurts. Brothers rejected, lied, lied about for doing the right thing, rejected, abandoned, totally forgotten by the cupbearer. But see, all along, it didn't matter what circumstances Joseph was in. He was able to enjoy real freedom. Why? Because God says in the book of Genesis, God enabled Joseph to forget and move on. God enabled Joseph to forget. So Joseph is Well, he's forgiven, he's forgetting, he's useful, he's joyful, he's positive, while he waits for God to fulfill the dreams. His dreams were that one day God was going to use him mightily. One of the time, one of the dreams was that his brothers and father were going to bow down before them. In other words, he'd be in some kind of a place of leadership. Now, he doesn't know when this is going to happen. It hasn't happened so far. Well, we know the rest of the story. Understand this this morning. Being free is not about our circumstances. If you're only, quote, free when circumstances are good, this is the way your life's going to be. Paul and Silas are in jail, beaten. Today, Pastor Mark taught on the spiritual aspect of forgiveness and unforgiveness. We learned that Satan is always looking for an opportunity to keep us from becoming more like Jesus. He'll try to use the hurts in our past as a weapon against us. We were reminded that as Christ followers, Jesus has defeated everything that wants to hold us back from serving God. 
Today's message from Pastor Mark's Prison Break series is available to be listened to again online at LessonsForLivingRadio.com or find out how you can order a CD copy for only $5. Pastor Mark has also written a book covering the same topics, teaching biblical truths to help us deal with hurts from the past. This book is available for purchase online at LessonsForLivingRadio.com or by giving us a call at 866-779-3441. Again, that's 866-779-3441. Next time, we'll wrap up the teaching Real Freedom. Pastor Mark will be emphasizing the importance of reading God's Word and becoming intimately familiar with it. We'll be warned about the excuses we might make to keep from spending time in the Bible and how to overcome them. We'll also hear Joseph's testimony of forgiveness toward his brothers. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Prison Break. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.